and welcome back, spooky people. This is That Spooky Life, and I am your host, Miranda, and I am pleased that you have joined us this week because we have a very special episode. If this is your first time joining us and you are listening in reverse order, you will have a treat when you get to it where my good friend Robin shared a truly terrifying spooky story, personal experience of his own. But if this is your first episode, I would like to introduce my friend Robin. Hello. And today we are going to be in our normal pattern. We are going to be interviewing Robin about his experience with the paranormal, metaphysical, and just spooky things in general. And he has agreed kindly to submit to my questions. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to dive right into it. And Robin, do tell Mm. what, to your recollection, was your first paranormal experience, or at least, like, what's what's the scariest, earliest thing that you recall happening to you? The scariest? Hmm. That's a... Oh, the scariest one was actually something that was part of my story. Uh, And there was a point where, uh, effectively, I was led by fairy lights into a swamp. (laughs) Uh, uh, as um, I think I must have been around five at the time Um, and I lost a shoe (laughs) Uh, I was very very muddy and I had to climb out by getting a very uh, well fortunately placed vine and it was always a a thing that I only know was scary in hindsight because of course as a child you're like oh that was weird and then you move (laughs) on uh, and then only like later on, you're like, uh, I almost died. <laughs> like, that was that uh, was certain death. That is like yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's oh god. You you always hear like the tales about that happening. Mm-hmm. But I think you're the only person that I know who actually had that happen to them. Mm-hmm. Which you know, we're we're right around the same age. Mm-hmm. We're not talking mm-hmm. about medieval times here. No, no, no. This was recently mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of time. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank you. It's funny too that the perspective of a child, you're like, wow, that was weird. How did I get here? What's going on? And you're very, very, very right. When you start recalling those things, you're just like, oh my god, I could have died. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's the other thing too. Like there was like gators in the swamp, like and water moccasins. Like the swamp itself was probably like the least dangerous thing there. And oh, um, a, a week after this, uh, my father found a snapping turtle, basically the size of a um, uh, a small uh, laundry hamper. Nope. Like two hands lifted it up. Nope. Yeah, gi- like like giant. Like rock turtle. paper scissors. Yeah, which like... one is more terrifying, a giant snapping turtle or the fae? Because yeah. the answer is just yes. <laughs> well, in different ways, in different ways, true. D- for exactly. completely different reasons. But like, y- you know, losing your soul to the fae, mm-hmm. losing like three fingers to a giant snapping turtle. You know, it's you a loss to, either way. You have to figure out what you're willing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's awful. I, I, I mentioned that and, and sort of like reiterated what you said only mm. because it wasn't until I started doing this podcast mm-hmm. that I had some of those realizations. Oh. <laughs> so was, I've been trying to make like notes on my personal like paranormal spooky experiences. And there's a lot because I've seen things my entire life. Mm, mm-hmm. But like there's some of them that I, I, I will write down and then I'll go, oh my God, that was terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's always the most, the most difficult part because if... 
I know, at least for myself, that if I've survived it, clearly it can't have been that bad. And that it's one of those things where, like, but would you, would, you, would you say that about someone else? You'd be like, oh, no, no, definitely not. They're like, well, then why don't you say that about yourself? Uh-huh. Like, can you, can you share the same sort of empathy you have for others with yourself? Please. Um, uh, but part of it is also just because, you know, you don't think about it. You just sort of you go don't. through it and you just try and make sense of it or well, not. <laughs> and there's, there's the flip side to it that you, you think about if somebody else was around at the time, like how that, how that might have been like for a parent. Oh, true. The, mm. One of the first things that pops to my mind is, I don't remember what episode it is, but it's it's a previous episode. I talked about my experience at the Edwa Indian Mountains, mm. like around mm-hmm. where I grew up. And I get up to the top. We are one, we are three of five people up there. There were only like two other people up there. And I suddenly felt like we were surrounded and unwelcome. Mm. And I, I mean, I had to be like six seven eight somewhere in there i was real young and so i started backing up towards the stairs and my mom turned around and was like you know what the hell i was like we should go i don't want to be here anymore Aww. like suddenly i wanted i was right where i wanted to be the whole time mm-hmm. and then i get there and i was like uh we should go we're not welcome here is what i said actually oh wow and my mom just tilted her head and was like okay <laughs> of course my grandmother was like we hiked all the way up here and da, 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 blah 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 and my i will never forget my mom just looked at her and said mom she wants to go we're going mm, that's good i don't have any visual memory of it but like thinking about that in retrospect my mom was so cool with that mm-hmm. where that could have been so bad and so weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not almost drowning in a swamp with a giant snapping turtle, <laughs> but it's it, it's those kind of things. It's perspective on yes, it that exactly. makes those things something that was not terrifying at the time. You then look back and go, if I had kept backing up, no, <laughs> or if I had not stopped walking or not had that vine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's some real, real fear there for the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Question number two. Mm-hmm. You lived in Edinburgh, Scotland yes. for a while. Mm-hmm. And I love it there and came to visit and want to go back one day Mm -hmm. with you, preferably. Mm -hmm. Um, However, during the visit, I was only there for a few days. Mm. And I had three or four individual, very separate paranormal experiences and stories to tell from just that visit. Mm -hmm. What was living there like just on the spookier side of things? Oh, on the spookier side of things. Oh, wow. There's so many... There's so many specific aspects, um, which is really funny because uh, Greyfriars Cemetery there, um, and it's it's actually a, a lovely place. Like I would go and do, I would I would walk it to like relax and you know, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful and it's very calm and it's very nice. And I, of course, there's the the terrible poltergeist issue. Um, but the I, terrible they, poltergeist issue, the parishioners' prison, all of those things have made it onto this podcast already. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, and I can say that I was I was in in one of them uh, for uh, a side project. I was able to actually go off into uh, and have special access, but it was during the day, and it was and, and I had things to do, so. It was like, oh, okay. I, I went into the spooky thing. I'm done now. Um, I think we lasted all of like 30 seconds. We're like, okay, let's. Okay, now that nothing's happened, let's get out before something does happen. But it was always very lovely. Interestingly enough, it was actually leaving the city that was always um, that had the spookier side of things. So I'll do sort of two things: one in the city, one out. Outside of the city, I had a friend that lives in the borders, in the Scottish borders, and that was a very interesting experience. Basically, being in a house where the next one was a few miles away, 
or at least one mile away down the down the the farm track and basically just knowing that you're the only light <laughs> for a very long just period and oh. that the rolling hills are very 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 far away because you can see how like small the sheep are and um they look close but that's just because they're so large and i had this distinct feeling i was actually like getting ready for like bed or something and i was wanting to cut my nails and i got this distinct like overwhelming feeling of like don't do that and i'm like i had to go i had to go to them i'm like is there is there like some folklore that i'm not quite sure about like cutting nails and, and at night like is it is it one of those things where you're like you know don't like step on a crack don't walk under a um a ladder don't open a a, a, a an umbrella in the house but like with nail cutting and they were like i don't think so i'm like okay just i just felt like it was just just a very strong thing not to do so i'm just not going to do it at this moment in time so there was that uh which was which was which was great i also had a lovely experience doing workings in a stone circle which was amazing and it really was but it was mostly just because you're actually walking across this basically farmland in the middle of the night you know that's 50 percent water <laughs> <laughs> and you're just hoping that you're just like, and you're clinging to like the fence side that is actually still like solid earth. Um, and then uh, at various points, mist comes in and there's very much things in the mist. <gasps> and then as you finish, the mist goes away. And that was all very fine. But I think my only strange issue was, um, I'm going to go back to the city. I had some, I had a, an altar by the window and at one night, there was this very distinct being in my, in my spirit sight where it was this long spindly thing that was basically like putting its hand through like the open window to like play with some of the things that were on the altar. And it was sort of like, it was actually one of those like, you know, this is on me. <laughs> it was almost like you saw like a wild animal like amongst like food that you left out. You're like, this is my fault. <laughs> like... <laughs> And so I go and I put some offerings a little further away. And I'm like, here you are. <laughs> like, there's over here, not here. And the other one was I was collecting some foxglove. And uh, I was taking a nap. And I accidentally had fox like it was like a movie. Uh, I accidentally had some foxglove fall from the side table that I was collecting it on onto my bed. I will just say I had a wonderful evening. <laughs> I think that's the best thing to call it. A wonderful evening riding very, very long with with the good folk and they were introducing me to various uh, uh long dead historians it was a harrowing experience uh it was delightful i mean um and i i really think i i found their wisdom and interest in my studies very very kind and the conversations that i was able to have i'm sure are going to be helpful from from in ways I I still don't quite understand. They were very gracious. They were very gracious, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that is um. First of all, that's better than I expected mm. as an answer to that question. BTW, I just went on a nighttime vacay with the so, Fay. I mean, some say I was hagridden. I will just say it was a, a sojourn into the, <laughs> into the dream realm in a way that was a bit more um, uh, adventurous than I anticipated. How about that? Oh, God. That is that is wonderful and terrifying. But also, like, the image in my mind of, like, the, the long, spindly, like, Slenderman mm, fingers mm -hmm. coming into the window. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's not okay. No, no. It was <laughs> very surprising. Okay. <laughs> it was very surprising. But it was, a, it was a completely different 
ecology of spirits and and i think coming from america to to scotland next to like arthur's seat of all things you it the the landscape in and i mean that in all manners of what i mean what one could mean by landscape is very different and you think that you're ready for it you think that you know there are things that are they're going to be the same but it's it's there's it's not just like the animals in both locations are different even if they're similar yeah i i will definitely second that and while you had much more time to sort of stew in it <laughs> or, or foxglove in it as it were <laughs> there's just something especially being american there's something different fundamentally i found it to be a good way because i love history and i love old things and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. past and all of that there's something just profound about seeing buildings that are older than colonists in america oh yes mm-hmm. stuff like that and that that automatically means that there's going to be different things there yes because mm-hmm. if nothing else mm-hmm. we don't really have okay like if you're talking about like the stone tape theory in, in paranormal stuff mm-hmm. where stones can record energy like mm-hmm. stones mm-hmm. react mm-hmm. to energy and therefore like residual hauntings and things like that if there's a limestone foundation stuff like that that's the general idea the fact that there are stones in the street that have been there for 600 years mm-hmm. there are not stones in our street here in america that have been there for 600 years mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. thing it's it's a wonderful vibe in many ways, until spindly white fingers come through your window and start playing with <laughs> stuff on your table. Exactly. All right, question number three. Mm. Of your subtle or psychic or witchy abilities, mm-hmm. is there one in particular that you would like to either learn to do better, or is there something that you would actually like to just learn whole cloth? Like something that you, you haven't necessarily learned or haven't put a lot of time into that you would like to do? One thing that I would like to do better, definitely, is in the creation of magical materials, but specifically about that, I mean oils. I've always been, it's a weird fascination that I've had. I found them that it's it's basically magic in a bottle, and that is very interesting to me. And I love the traditional recipes out there um, for various assorted oils and their purposes. Uh, and it's just one thing that I would love to get better at. One, one thing where I, I, I'd feel a bit more confidence and and going off the beaten path and and creating something a bit different uh that's that definitely be something i would definitely enjoy doing more i definitely know that uh when i have a question about like oils or like use of herbology and Mm. stuff like that i've always considered i I, i'm i recognize your interest in it and you've Mm -hmm. had it for Mm -hmm. i mean pretty much as long as i've known you it's true and that's over a decade now (laughs) do that math real fast i know right but yeah, if I have a question about herbs or things like that, you're one of the first people I come to. So that answer pleases me and does not at all surprise me. Which is actually pretty good for other people to hear too. Like the thing that you like and that you've been doing for a while is a thing that you can still want to be good at and still a thing that you want to perfect. I won't even necessarily perfect, but just do do more of. Do more you know? of. It's a thing that I enjoy and I would like to do more of it at the end. That's awesome. All right. Question number four. And this one is one of my favorites because we all have inner skeptics who acknowledge certain things, but then also just want to set themselves on fire sometimes. (laughs) Uh, What are your personal go-to steps for discerning a paranormal experience from a mundane experience when you run into such situations? Hmm. Like, how do you know what is intuition? How do you know 
personally, you know, this is an ooky feeling. Mm-hmm. That that face in the window is a demon face and not like the normal faces. Yeah, that right. kind of thing. Right. I didn't see. I didn't just make something up. Right. Right. Um, so when it comes to that, it's it's a few things. What I do. One is I'm a very big fan of divination. So if you are inclined to that, by all means, um, find a way to divine. Find the your method uh, and. If your method actually has a way of, you know, is this experience real or is this dream true or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the better. If your system doesn't have that and you sort of have to bend it to that, uh, good luck. Uh, yeah. I know how difficult that can be. and uh, But I find it to be um, something that can be very, very useful. The other aspect is, you know, just take stock of your situation, where you're at, what's going on. Is there um, a reason? Like one of the things where I was just talking about the... Uh, fairy lights was that it wasn't um the season for um fireflies right so it's not that you know i was following fireflies in because there weren't any fireflies to be had uh so little things like that um and then i also say one of the best tools that you have at your disposal is your body and your emotions now i'm not saying that they're always right hardly um uh, and especially for people who have anxiety or anything along those lines or are are, are not neurotypical um listening to your bodies and listening to your emotion can sound very terrifying and what i would say is find try and figure out like if you're having an experience and it's causing an emotional reaction is that experience the same type of emotional reaction that you have with other stimuli that you know like is this Am I feeling this way because I'm stressed? Am I feeling like I need to do this ritual because I want to get it, you know, checked off my list and, you know, I'm 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 just, you know, that's what's making me feel this energy and that's what's making me, you know, feel frenetic and, you know, I might actually start, oh, did I see something or, you know, or is I just, you know, caught up in the moment versus no, this feels different usually for me at least i'll talk about myself is that it originates in a different part of my body the feeling of stress and wanting to do something feels different than an otherworldly encounter and they can feel very similar especially when you sort of start start talking about them to someone else but that if you sit there take a moment take a breath take a beat and check in with your body and your emotions and see where they're see where they're originating from in within you, not necessarily outside of you, but like where are they physically located in your body, if you could locate them and see if those are the same. And if they're, they're different, then they're likely different. And if they're the same, you know, maybe, maybe it's just because you didn't get that eight hours of sleep and drink right. that water. But yeah, that's what I would suggest. That's actually really good advice. And it's not something that you can just pick up and know overnight. You do have to self-observe mm-hmm. when those things happen. And like I said before, journal. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, as an example, just for the spooky listeners, for me, my my stress and when I am having an actual like anxious moment mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. it starts in my solar plexus mm-hmm. and then rises like it's going to create heartburn. Mm-hmm. And then I get the adrenaline rush. Mm. However, if it is a paranormal experience or a metaphysical something like that from an external source, it actually starts oddly on my arms and back. Mm, interesting. It feels very similar, like the the rush of adrenaline and like mm-hmm. the eventual endpoint of the feeling mm-hmm. uh, feels very similar. Mm-hmm. But 
phrasing it in in your advice yeah that's actually really really good advice because at least for me and i would assume for most people there can be a very different physical feeling a very different mm-hmm. source mm-hmm. and that can actually help you discern fact from stress mm-hmm. i'm not going to say fact from fiction but you know mm-hmm. External effect from internal effect, I suppose, is a better way of phrasing it. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Thank you. Of course. Okay. So we asked what you remember was your first paranormal experience. Mm -hmm. You have listed a couple of things at this point. So this question may already be answered. But question number five, Mm -hmm. what is your scariest paranormal experience? Ooh, scariest. Hmm. I always love asking this question. That one's difficult. Yeah. By far, I know that it sounds so mundane, but it was actually living out in the woods uh, locally, I will say, and uh, in, in the general uh, area. And by that, I mean, it was this two-story house. It was not in the woods in the woods, but by, 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 by city standards, it was in the middle of nowhere and definitely in the woods. And it abutted a farm or two. At night, uh, it was very strange. I would very much not like going downstairs because downstairs basically had windows all throughout all throughout it. So you really couldn't like feel like you weren't just being exposed to to the darkness, as it were. And even then, the things that had like curtains, they were like sheer nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. They were basically like nothing. Yeah. And basically, uh, there were these beings that how to describe it they were sort of like floating disembodied humanoid deer things and you just and they would sort of sometimes sort of like parade around the house or through the woods uh and it was always terrifying but it was always very much you just don't go outside it was that simple like you don't which is very true to a lot of uh fairy folklore as well like if the trooping fair are out you let them troop and you know as long as your house isn't over a fairy wraith you're fine and i don't know if that house was or not but um it certainly saw a lot of traffic uh next to it so maybe it was by by one but not out in one in the way of one uh because i think that would have been a very different um situation and circumstance probably uh but yeah no that was probably um the most sustained paranormal experience that i had because i was there for several months twice um for uh extended periods um less than a year but more than you know a month and uh it was it was never something that i got over yeah and you don't because it's there's nothing to get over because it's sort of that's just what outside is like yeah at night. again as previously mentioned i know exactly what house you're talking about and i used to actually stargaze over mm. over the garage mm-hmm. and then one day I saw the parade, <laughs> and I never went out and did it again. <laughs> mm. That uh, that that location is very beautiful. It is very peaceful. It is very quiet. It is also very terrifying. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, very much so. And the house itself isn't haunted. No. The land no. Mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. the problems. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, staying in the house is the option. Yes, you can either be in the house or elsewhere. Yep. You can be in the house or you can leave, like, yes. in your car and just not come back. It's mm-hmm. fine. All right. Question number six and final question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to tell our spooky friends about? Well, uh, I actually do have an Instagram. It is uh, The Art and the Craft. 
that's <laughs> A-R-T-E. <laughs> so you're, you're adding E's to, to the various things, um, and you'll be able to find me there. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. So our witchy tip for the day, uh, because I have learned quite a lot about cardamancy from Robin. It was my first form of divination, which is actually, I don't think that's something that I've mentioned on the podcast before. Tarot cards were my, my first form, my first chosen form of divination. And I have learned so much more about it from you specifically that uh, I think it's actually a brilliant idea to do a tarot poll since we do this occasionally on the show anyway. Good. We usually do three cards mm -hmm. for the upcoming week. So it would be after Friday. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the upcoming week for all the spooky listeners. Interesting. Ooh, what do we have? We have the Herald of Cups, kind of like a page. Mm -hmm. um, the Two of Cups and Strength. I'm going to give my interpretation and see if Robin has anything to add. In the past, you know, we've had social invitation... We've been starting to get back together. It's been interesting with the way that the world has been recently. But it we're starting to find a new normal. And that includes being able, you know, finding your quarantine. Mm -hmm. The present holds the Two of Cups, which is, I think, more indicative, again, of new feelings and new ways of interacting and new friendships and new partnerships. And figuring out how we can still have friends and how we can still be social with the way that the world has changed. And in the future, we have strength, which is one of the major arcana. And as I have mentioned on the show before, the major arcana are very important and are big deals when they show up typically. And so all of this is leading us to a new sense of strength and overcoming our particular obstacles and things that are happening. And since it's mostly cups, it seems to be the emotional side of these things, mm. actually finding emotional peace with these new things and being stronger for it. Most definitely. I mean, you have a, you have a major arcana and you have a court card there. So mm -hmm. this is, these are, this is a reading that is indicating a little bit more than just everyday aspects of life, that this is a, a, a message of, of, of emotion uh, of a new of a new thing uh, potentially even a new relationship or a way of understanding your relationship with someone else uh, but from that there is this wellspring of strength that is going to be much more transformative than just the emotional side of things it's not just you know emotional fulfillment but it will also sort of fill up your reservoir of, of energy as well and i think personally that it is safe to say that this is a this is a pretty positive reading i see that and i see that that sounds lovely yeah like, this this is great because we've we've had we've had bad bad pulls before where we're like <laughs> oh shit next week it's gonna be rough y'all um, but no this this is honestly very positive and i think most people you know with whatever weight you put into such things mm -hmm. i think you guys can have a very positive outlook going into next week I'd be interested. Mm. Feel free to hit hit me up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I would be interested to know what you guys' experience was and compare, because I am that nosy person, <laughs> and I want to know. But that brings us to the end of our spooky Q&A with Robin. Thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you, and I am known for 
big surprise things, big deals, maybe end of season stuff, having guests that I've had on before back, but like all together. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So just mentally prepare yourself. You may (laughs) get roped into that. Yes. But as usual, if you guys have a spooky or paranormal experience you would like to share with the podcast, either have me read it or potentially let me know that you guys would like to come on and share it. Feel free to reach out at thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com or at thatspookylifepodcast on Instagram, and we can work it out. I also have some people who have volunteered that if you don't want to come tell it or don't want to write it out, I have some people who are willing to transcribe it for me. So also please, uh, if that has been holding you back, let me know. I would love to read it. You guys know that I love all of your scary stories and lamenting the times where I should have read it during the day and then didn't because that is becoming more frequent I have found so we'll just move on from that and my time management skills (laughs) and where they may lack anyway thank you for joining us huge thank you to Robin for being our super special guest on our Q&A answering all kinds of probing questions (laughs) thank you again and honestly I hope you guys are doing well I hope that this uh This tarot reading is indicative of the wonderful week to follow until we have the pleasure of sharing one another's company again. And until next week, don't forget to keep living that spooky life. Bye!